Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for episode 107 of Drew and Sam Talk Training? Hey, listen, I don't know where that came from, but I'm Sam with Bowser Consulting. And I'm Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. On today's episode, there's a chance we're going to talk about standards. Uh, You know, (laughs) I don't like talking about standards. Well, and that's the reason we're going to talk about them, because apparently... A lot of our store managers have not been given the tools and knowledge they need around standards. So um, this episode is to drive more people to the fabulous resource that Domino's Pizza has put forward for them that can answer most of their questions. And uh, if you're interested in why I want to talk about this, I will absolutely tell you why. You know, I'll, uh, for our listeners, I'll be honest. I did that totally, completely just for you, Lucas. A wise guy, huh? <laughs> for the non-listeners, I'm going to lie. But for the listeners, I'll be honest. This should be the shortest episode we ever record. But it won't be. But it should be. It absolutely should be. Because don't, don't go on the social medias asking what the standard is. Don't go on TikTok recording a video of how you're violating the standard don't call your supervisor at 2 a.m asking what the standard could be just go to where the standard is i still haven't heard whether or not you want to hear my story i mean you can tell the story sam i just get super frustrated around the standard discussion because to your point no one knows where to go that's a horrible breakdown so tell your story so here's my story i'm sad to say sydney casey this is directed at you because you probably know where I'm going with this. When I'm on the Spacebook and I'm on the general manager's best practices page, you can tell instantly when my gears are grinding because I will see a question and let's make one thing perfectly clear. Ask any questions you ever want to ask. I'm fine with any questions. If it is day one of your career at Domino's Pizza and you ask, do we make square pizzas or round pizzas? I am okay with that question because obviously someone has not given you the skills and knowledge you need. I'm always good with questions as well. I have no issues with questions. Yeah, where I start to get into trouble is where I start to hear the answers. You can tell my gears are grinding on Facebook when I chime in with an answer. And my answer always is the same. Here's what the standards say, and then I'll do a cut and paste of what the standards say. So I'm perusing Facebook yesterday and somebody asks a question and Sydney Casey got to it before I could. (laughs) She said, well, you could probably find that on PyNet in the standards. (laughs) And I responded to Sid and I just said, hey, you beat me to it. Thank you. So I think my message is getting through to some, which is fantastic. And, you know, the standards are available on PyNet. And I think if you want to be a great leader that, you know, you'll remember we, we played this clip, I think on episode 100, 
when one of my Mount Rushmore guys was on, and that's Jason Shiflett. And he talked about the first store that he took over. And he went home that night before taking over the store and he read the standards. Because Jason felt that if he was going to be a great leader and he was going to, he was going to enforce all of the standards, step one was probably knowing all of the standards. So the last time I looked, the operating standards section was somewhere in the 26-page range, and two of those are the index. So it's 24 pages. Read them. You know, I tell people all the time, don't read them to memorize them. Although if that's how you read, then go ahead. But read them so that if somebody asks you a question, it will spark a memory that you've read that standard and then you can pull the standards out and you can show them. And here's my my other suggestion. This is a performance coaching thing. I'm on my soapbox if you can't tell. If somebody asks me a question about the standards, I don't typically answer the question. I typically answer the question with a question and I'll say, what does it say in the standards? Because I want to teach my people to know how to get to PyNet and get to that resource and read those standards. And the thing I love about the standards and the reason I was always a really big fan of having a hard copy was that it was the great discussion stopper. Well, what's our standard on fingernails? Well, let's open the book and look at it. I just don't understand. I do understand. And I'm sorry for the folks that haven't been given the resource and, and the knowledge that it's there, but you've got to teach your people where these resources are. You work for a global brand. A brand is a promise of consistency. And part of that consistency is compliance to the standards. I'm going to step off my soapbox because you're leaning back. Like, is he ever going to let me talk? Back 2013, I ran the OER team, the supply chain audit team, new product standards, product standards, and operating standards. And part of my mission was to actually make those as small and as precise as possible because, oh my gosh, I don't know if you remember the manager's reference guide from like, I, I think I started 94. So I probably saw the manager's reference guide the first time in 95 or 96. And it was like four inches thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a four inch thick three ring binder. And there was a lot in it. And some of it would never apply to a manager. Like, I don't care what the standard is for the $10,000 sign out front. I just need to know if it's on or not. Correct. So we started to pull pieces out and try and make it smaller so that the managers had something that worked for them. I haven't looked at standards in years, probably since I left the brand, because it's not up to me. To your point, when I'm in stores, my answer is, what's it say in standards? And if it's vague, cool, then go up to wherever the standard is and then do the best you can after that. And, and dating is a great example of that. It, you have to date it. It can be a, it can be label King. It can be a day dot, whatever. Right. So they give you some choices, but it's gotta be dated. Just follow the freaking standard. Jeez. This isn't really hard. Just download. Now, now I know you like the printouts. <clears throat> I personally like the digital because when somebody says, what's the standard on fingernails in the event I had it downloaded on my phone, all I have to do is open up the document, hit search fingernails, and I go right to the page. I don't have to flip through anything. I go right to it. I can also say it's mentioned once, which means this is the standard. You're, you're a better man than I am. When I see those posts on social media, I just, I, I leave the group and I usually actually close that social media down because I just, 
I, I just can't. If you're asking what the standard is, especially when it revolves around product, why? And I just get super frustrated. I get it. I get it. There are people that don't have access to it. Completely get it. Well, I think I think the bigger problem is that there should there should be a hundred people responding to that. Open up, open up the standard. We keep setting people up for failure because of the needs. I mean, how many clients do you have that have stores without general managers? There's just a horrible gap. Sam, every store has a general manager. We're just choosing to sometimes not make that person the general manager. Like there's someone in charge. I'm with you. So how many of your, let me ask a better question. How many of your clients have people that are running the store that haven't been given the proper training and development and time to develop into the leader that they need to be? Every single client has at least one. Yes. I love that people are reaching out for help. And I have no problem with that. The internet is a weird place. I mean, it's, it's such a, a love-hate relationship for me. I can find anything. And when I say I can find anything, I can find anything that supports my way of thinking. I can also find anything that's completely against my way of thinking. I just have to decide what I'm looking for. And then once I've clicked on a couple of things, the algorithm will help me decide my train of thought after that. My frustration is never with the person asking the question. Never, ever. They're asking it because they're, they're unable to get an answer from the people who should be giving them an answer. Or they're afraid to ask. I'm seeing more and more anonymous posts, which tells me that people are missing step one of on-the-job training, and that is cre- creating a positive atmosphere for these people to learn in. Apparently... Some of them have asked questions and have been made to feel the fool. So now they have to ask anonymously. You know, I'm glad that option is out there for them. We all know why that happens though, right? Because I ask a question of my boss and my boss doesn't actually know the answer because my boss probably wasn't set for success either. So what my boss does is answers with, I am a guilty party on the sarcasm side, but not when somebody's asking me a legitimate question. I'll sarcasm you, Sam, all day long. But as soon as you ask me a legitimate question, tell me more about the mobile coach chatbot. I'm not going to sarcasm you at all. So the bosses that respond in a negative way, in a demeaning way, the how could you not know that, which I actually heard from a supervisor in the last few classes. Yeah, those are the leaders that, that cause the anonymous posts. And they're the leaders not giving their team the tools. And they're the leaders that created the issue where the team member has to go on to a very public forum, forum and ask a very specific question that really only has one actual answer and the only actual answer that should be answered on that public forum is open up product standard yes that is correct there shouldn't be any interpretation there shouldn't be how i do it i'm thinking about uh is it that's not casino i don't think maybe it is casino with robert de niro let me tell you something there's three ways to do things the right way the wrong way and the way that i do things so, you know, there can't be that. And if you want a short career, kid, you'll do the way the, you'll do things the way I do things. Yeah. My latest thing when I'm teaching performance coaching or teaching anything to do with leadership, when people say that's common sense or how can they not know that, I immediately respond with, why should they know that? Yeah. Common sense is actually not common. And it keeps getting used in the wrong context. Correct. I like to call it wisdom instead. Let's take something as menial 
as doing the dishes in a Domino's pizza restaurant. You could go to Don May's mopping the floor. Sure. Well, I think mopping the floor is a much harder task than doing the dishes, but I think both of them require training. Let's jump in a time machine, shall we? And both of them are, are, their assumption is that you just know what you're doing. Exactly. I'm going to take you back to 1984. And I'm on my first shift as a Domino's pizza delivery driver at store 1101 on Washtenaw Avenue in beautiful Ypsilanti, Michigan. Congratulations. And Katie Geddes, my store manager. I'm in Miss Lawler's fifth grade class, learning how to not cut my finger with a paper cutter. Yeah, I was learning how to not cut my finger with a number nine can opener. Uh, So anyway, I'm as gung-ho as gung-ho gets. And my first day on the job, I walk in, she throws a shirt at me and says, there's a run on the rack, take it. That was, that was the extent of my training. And it was 30 minutes or, or free then. So, and I knew that and I'm like, oh, there's a run. I guess I better go. So I got done taking all the runs and she said, Sam, go back and do dishes. And I'm as gung-ho as gung-ho gets. And I said, yes, Katie, I am on it. So I go to the back of the store for the first time ever. And I see this three compartment sink. And I think to myself, how many dishes do we have that we need three compartments? And people are saying, but Sam, the sinks are labeled, but Sam, there's a poster on the wall. I've never ever, and you tell me if you've had a different experience, but I've never walked into a store and heard the poster yelling at me saying, this is how you wash. Come read me, come read me, come read me. The posters don't do that. No, but the posters could totally do that. And that's given me an idea, but that's a different thing I'll have to patent later. I mean, the posters are there to reinforce the training that you gave someone. And so when I tell this story in class, I'll say by a show of hands, how many of you grew up in a household with a three compartment sink? You know, there's been two because they grew up on farms or they had families of 15. I mean, why do we expect people to know how to wash, rinse and sanitize? Why do we expect people to know how to use a mop? And from what I'm seeing, the people that expect people to know how to use a mop don't know how to use a mop. So I think we've got to stop thinking about they should just know how to do this and we should start teaching them how to do things. And when it comes to operational things, when it comes to things that are going to protect the brand and protect the brand's consistency, our answers have got to be based from the standards always. Or point them to the standards. Yes. I can't keep up with the standards. I don't work for Domino's anymore. I don't have access to any of those. I actually don't care what the standard is. I know that sounds weird, but let me just flesh the statement out for a minute. It's not my job to know what the standard is. My entire job is to make sure that the client knows where the standard is, that the client and their team have access to the standard and that they know that they are either following or not following the standard. And that's the way I operate. I'll have people ask me for opinion. And my first thing is, what's the standard say? Yes. And I think that's a great way for us to go because then it forces them to look. Now, I occasionally think some of the standards are goofy. Oh, my goodness gracious. Are you in my head right now? This is what I tell people all the time. You know, you ran the team. I was on the team. I tell people all the time, listen, if we were out of work and I was wearing a golf shirt and a hat, and I had an ice cold adult cooling beverage in my hand, I'll tell you which standards I think are silly. But as soon as I don the Domino's pizza uniform and I step foot into a store, I'll tell you which standards I follow. 
And that's all of them. Because the sign on the building does not say Sam's Pizza. It doesn't matter if I agree with the standards or not. I don't get the choice of not following them if I want to be a strong leader. Yeah. As soon as you want to make it Sam's Pizza, make your own standards, just go nuts. In fact, one of my favorite moments, my son, we just moved him into college for his final year of college. Is he a junior or a senior? Is he a fourth year junior or a third year senior? What I, I saw that Facebook post and I'm confused. He is, he is actually a third year senior because he's slightly psychotic and been running about 20 credits a semester. Good for him. While he was here in Dexter, he worked at a local uh, brewery, Erratic Ale. And Erratic opened up maybe six months ago now, uh, maybe eight now. Uh, and they started to do coffee in the morning. And he had the coffee shift because he was only here for the summer. So he was just trying to help him out, cover some, some shifts. So my wife and I went in to see him on one of his last days at work. He and the owner, Deb, got into a discussion about espresso. And I swear to you, Sam, her answer to him was, well, Jackson, what's the standard? Because that's right. This little brewery, independent brewery, had their book for how to make their coffees and how and they had a product standard. I mean, so easy. I pushed myself back from the bar and my uh, nitro cold brew and like threw my hands up in the air and was like, I love you. You are my favorite people. You know what? You don't have to be mean or rude or short with them about it, it can just simply be, well, Jackson, what's the standard? And the thing I really like about that too, Drew, is not only are you pointing them in the right direction for the correct answer, but you're also taking inventory on what they know. And in their case, they had the standard in two places because I asked. They had a cheat sheet right on the, on the espresso, espresso press. And then they actually had a printed guide back in the kitchen. Uh, or rabbit holing again, but... You know, when I'm in front of general managers and assistant managers and we're doing performance coaching, I will talk to them and I'll say, I want you to answer this question for me. And I'm pretty sure you're going to give me the wrong answer. And that is how many pepperoni, if I were working right next to you on the make line and I asked you how many pepperoni go on a large one topping pizza, what would your answer be? And you hear 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. You say, nope, that's not the answer I'm looking for. What's the answer I'm looking for? Tell me where you can find the answer. Yes. Check the job aid. Because unless things have changed since you and I were in stores, job aids don't need a 15-minute smoke break. Job aids don't take days off. Job aids never show up late. Job aids don't call in sick. They're always there. And if you, as the manager, assistant manager, supervisor, director of operations, franchisee, are the pillar of knowledge, what happens when you're not there? Well, and that's how the soups get to the, I work a hundred hours a week because my phone starts going off at 8 a.m. and it's going off to 1 a.m. because the only person that can answer a question is me. Yep. And they've set it up that way because it ensures what they believe is job security. Yes. But it's not. It's life insecurity. Like what else are you ever going to do? You're sitting in a movie and they need to know the answer. They're just going to keep calling. Like you can't do anything. So give your teams the ability to find the answer without you. This is like my most ticked off episode I think we've recorded in at least a year. This this whole thing just it just irks me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a little bit different. It doesn't irk me. It it leads me to a place where I think we can give people the most benefit. 
And if we can teach them the importance of not being the pillar of knowledge and developing their team, that's where this mythical beast called work-life balance starts to come into play. I look at it a different way that, that we're having this conversation because we have leaders that haven't had expectations set from them from their leaders. And that's where I'm irked. Irk's not the right word. I, I don't know what the right word is. I just don't like discussing standards. I don't. Because it's not a debate. It's not a conversation for us. Like I said, this should be a really, really short episode. Yes, it's never a debate. And the fact that it's not, that's what irks me. The fact that we have had this discussion, Sam, every eight or 10 episodes where something on uh, the space book gets posted and we're like, the only answer should be go look in standards. And yet there's 150 answers and there are 140 of them are all different. And that's, that's where the irking begins. For those of you that have not used the technique of go check the standards, here's what's in it for you if you're interested. Number one, it stops all discussions because the standards come from the mothership and the mothership makes the rules. You can like that or dislike that. That's another discussion for another day, but it is a fact. The other thing it will do for you as soon as somebody says, that's not the way I'm trained, you can immediately step in with, I'm so sorry, that's not the way you were trained. This is what the standard is, and this is what we do on this team. And you don't have to get upset about it and you don't have to try to convince them. You just simply say, this is the full-fledged expectation moving forward that we follow the standards. So when it says... Not Sam's way, not Drew's way. Yeah. So when it says we wear black pants and they can't be spandex, yoga, corduroy, whatever the standard says these days, this isn't Sam's rule. This is what it says right here on PyNet. And because we're leaders, we follow what it says on PyNet because the sign on the front of the store says Domino's Pizza. It's not a, I don't like you. It's not a, I'm being mean. It's, I'm a leader. These are the standards. And I've been charged to make sure that we're following the standards so that we are never in default of our standard franchise agreement. Part of your job as a store leader is to protect the franchisee's investment in this franchise. And the franchisor, Domino's, makes the rules. It's really that simple. We can discuss all day which, which standards you like and which ones you don't. And that would be an entertaining and meaningless conversation because we're not going to change them. It's just not going to happen. Almost like talking about what rules you like and don't like in football. It's great for sports talk. And it has no bearing on anything. Yeah, it really doesn't. Recap this for us. You recapped it at the beginning. Recap it again at the end. Welcome to what should have been the shortest episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. If you're listening, no matter where you work, no matter who you work for, if you have a question about how to do something, check your standards. Because every company that is a brand has a standard. So check your standards. Don't ask your boss. You can ask your boss where the standards are. If you don't know, great question. Then check the standards. Know what the expectation is from your brand, whether it's pizza, whether it's crafts, or whether it's coffee and a beer place. Know what your standards are. Do you know what your expectations are? 
so that you can ensure that your customers receive the promise of a brand, which is consistency. How's that for a recap? And I didn't add anything. I love it. And I will add something. As a leader, do yourself a favor and read the product standards and read the operating standards. Ooh, 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 ooh. I got one. I got one. I'm going to add to that. You're creating training programs. As you enter new people into your training program, into a leadership role, have reading the standards as part of the training program. I love it. And then one small caveat about the standards. Your franchisees are allowed to elevate any standard they wish. The Domino's Pizza standards, as you find them on PineNet, are the minimal acceptable standards. And the standards that I most often see elevated are around image. So if you read in the standards that black jeans are acceptable, but you've been told they're not, I would check with your franchisee to see if they have elevated their image standards. And if they have, not only does the sign on the front of the building not say Sam's Pizza, if you look at your paycheck, you sign the back and the franchisee signs the front. And if you'd like to continue <laughs> receiving paycheck, one. Paycheck, that's yeah, funny. <laughs> however you receive your pay. Direct deposit. You should do what the person that's paying you has elevated the standards too. You know what the amazing thing is about that, Sam, is that if they did elevate the standard, every person that works for them signed off an agreement when they were hired, acknowledging the elevation of that standard. They did. The chances of them reading what they signed, I think you, you and I both know are little and none. I totally get that. However, if it's part of your onboarding piece that you've got to sign off on, it's absolutely either part of the interview or part of the first 10 seconds on the job. Like there's so many places for you as a leader to interject the standards and where they are and why they are and how they work. So just, just follow standard. And the easiest way for your team to follow the standards is for you to tell them what they are. I've got a client that's got elevated image standards. And when he sees his team out of standards, his first question is, did you know? Because he wants to know and he wants to find the root cause. He doesn't want to fix that one team member. He wants to find the root cause of why that team member is not meeting his image standards. And nine times out of 10, the answer to did you know is no. So we've got to do a better job. And leaders, you can't pick and choose which standards you're going to follow. You have to follow them all because that's what leaders do. So what I actually hear you saying is this entire podcast about standards is actually either a podcast about setting expectations or communication. Do we ever talk about expectations? Are they important? I swear if expectations were a horse, we're not even beating a dead horse. You're going to hit the expectation horse again, aren't you? Here's my expectation for the wonderful best podcast listeners in the entire world that listen to Drew and Sam talk training. If you're listening right now. Expectation one, like and follow us. Expectation number two, share with your friends, share with your colleagues, share with your team. And expectation number three, when I do my carpet bombing, I would love it if you would share that on your socials because people are more apt to listen to the pod if they see it on your socials than if they see it on ours. So do us a solid. Help us keep the lights on. By the way, following and subscribing and liking 
costs you nothing and it actually makes us nothing. Yeah. So, so there's nothing in it for anyone. Sam and I look at how many downloads we have and how many users we have, how many followers we have, how many likes we have. Because when we look at this and go, oh my gosh, are we still doing this? Are we doing another podcast? We look at those and go, yeah, people still like us and people still listen. So we should do it. That there it is right there. That's what's, that's what's in it for you. That's what's in it for you, the listener. If you want more episodes, get us more listeners, because if numbers dwindle, we're just going to take our ball and go home. Hey, you've been listening to episode number 107 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Smooth Jazz Sam with Bowser Consulting. I love the fact that you went Smooth Jazz Sam right at the end. Welcome to WXYZ Detroit. I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. I feel like we should drop in some uh, 1980s WNIC Alan Allman, which you weren't around in the 80s for Alan Allman. Hey, gang, uh, thanks as always for listening. Like we said, like us, follow us, subscribe, uh, smoke signals. There was um, still, I haven't seen any pictures of billboards. I'm waiting. Thanks so much. And, and again, Sam with Bowser Consulting. Drew, it's better than yesterday consulting, which we already did. Are you just doing it for fun again? Just, I mean, that's fine. thought I'd throw it out there again. Just wrap it up. Go out there and sell more pizza. And more run. You've been listening to Drew and Sam Talk Training. My name is Sam with Fowler Consulting. Drew, it's better than yesterday consulting. And it's Drew and Sam Talk Training. That's about going to wrap it up for a Monday night. Time to turn out the lights and say goodnight. That's all, folks.